Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Thursday, the 9th of February, good to have you aboard Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you call 911 first and then you let Anna Jar and Levine take care of the rest. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Week 10 of the NFL season gets going tonight. The Heat last night, the Panthers last night, almost every NBA team played last night. We got a great show planned for you today. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert, he joins us every Thursday, so we will get our fantasy football lineup set. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, this Saturday, Canes, FSU, my former co-host, University of Miami Sports Hall of Famer, Remington Award winner, Brett Romberg is going to join the show. We'll get Romberg on. We'll talk some Canes and FSU with him. And also, you could tell there's so much action. All the major pro sports leagues, they're, go- they're, all in- they're all in season now. They're all going. Everything is happening. NBA, college basketball. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport, available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today and remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, action packed show. Week 10 beginning tonight, Carolina-Chicago. Great night last night. We got the double dip. Everybody knows when the Heat and Panthers win 
on the same night. That's the double dip. It doesn't happen too often, and it's so much better than when they both lose. That's called the double dick punch. Everybody knows that. Double dip is so much better than double dick punch. So both teams get a win last night, and here's what we did in the Zaslow Mansion family room. So Panthers started 7.30, TNT only game, national game. I love that. Like I said to my son, we're watching the game, and I said to him, it's a national TV game. And like he, does, my younger one, like he doesn't really understand what that means. Like, so this game's only on TNT, you know, and, and it's great when they play well because then everyone gets to see that, that the Panthers are really good. That was my favorite when I was a kid. When I, now, 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 you know, if I have the option, and we didn't have the option last night, it was a TNT exclusive game, and the same thing when the Heat are on TNT, those are exclusive, but if the game is like also on ESPN and on the local channel, I always watch the local broadcast. I'll watch Eric Reed and John Crotty, or I'll watch Goldie and Randy Moeller, all right? I, you got to support the local broadcast. But when I was a kid, and you had the option... I always watched the national broadcast. Because back then, I had to hear what the national guys were saying about my favorite team. That was so important. Because you didn't have all these shows all throughout the day. The talk shows, the debate shows, all of that stuff. You didn't get to hear what the national critics were saying about your team unless they were doing the game broadcast. So when I was a kid, if the Heat were on ABC, NBC, TNT, whatever, I had to watch the national broadcast. I got to hear what they say about my favorite team. And it was amazing when they would win because then I felt like it was it was important for everyone else who's watching around the country. See, see? Hey, the Heat, Steve Smith and Ronnie Cycli and Glenn Rice, they're good. You just saw them win. That was so important to me as a kid. Anyway... Last night, though, so the Panthers are on at 7.30. The Heat are on at 8. So what we did was, we had, well, obviously we started with the Panthers on the big TV. When the Heat got going, they were on the small TV. At intermission, we put the Heat over on the big TV. And then, so the Panthers got to second intermission at the same time the Heat got to halftime. So from that point on, we, we, I record all the games. So at that point on, I shut the Heat game off. And I watched the third period of the Panthers so that this way I can get that out of the way and give the second half of the Heat all my attention on its own. I wanted to be able to make sure I watched the finish. Third period Panthers, second half Heat without any interruption. So we had a nice little back-to-back in the win column last night in the Zaslow Mansion family room. So let's, let's start out with the Panthers because that's a little bit shorter here. So the Panthers... They're down one nothing. They tie it. They take a 2-1 lead. Barkov with the goal makes it 2-1. Washington would go up 3-2. And then in the third period, incredible pass from Gus Forsling finding Evan Rodriguez. The puck the really had to miss the mark that he was looking for when it goes right up the pad. Like that. Look at that! Backdoor play for Rodriguez. What a feed from Gustav Forsling. And the Panthers have tied it in three. All right, so we tie the game there, middle of the third period. Game winds up going to overtime. Okay, we'll take the point. Let's let's now try and get an extra point here. And it did not take long. Game four of the Capitals. It's the third. And here's a chance for Barkov right in, and he scores! It's Reinhardt, the winner, just 15 seconds into overtime. That didn't take long, and the, oh, Tom Wilson came out. And there is a little bit of a skirmish near the Washington Capitals yeah, bench. There's a, a little jab there. Wilson poking Mikola. But this game is over. This game is over with a long stretch pass and an incredible play by Reinhardt, the right-hander, to look like he was going to the backhand, and instead he brings it to the forehand. Yes, so now we're cooking with gas. The Panthers, Sam Reinhardt, who's I think it's his 10th goal of the season, off to a tremendous start. Panthers win 4-3. Second straight overtime win. They also won an overtime at home against Columbus. They're now 2-1 and one in overtime. You go back to the beginning of last week when they lost in overtime at Boston. And now, 7-4-1, the Panthers. So after that 0-2 start, the Panthers are have won 7-10 of 10 since that start. 7-4-1 overall. 
This is now a really good start to the season for the Panthers. And when you consider Montour and Ekblad there in tow, we could be a couple weeks away from getting those guys back. Hopefully we get Sam Bennett back in the not-too-distant future. So the Panthers now are officially off to a really nice start. So they get the two points last night. And then, like I said, we could shut that down. Let's move on over to our favorite little basketball team. And I told you going into the game, right? The win against the Lakers, it doesn't mean, like, I felt I felt really good about the Heat after the Lakers win, even though I don't think the Lakers are any good. But I felt really good about the Heat win against the Lakers because of what it can mean moving forward. Specifically, Bam's play. If Bam is going to become the best player on the team, that that's what internally this organization is talking about. That's why internally they believe they are going to be better than they were last year. And we're seeing that now because if Bam is going to be this guy, that's a whole different thing for this E team. So I feel a lot better about the team from what we saw from Bam against the Lakers and then we saw it again last night. Also, if you beat the Lakers and then you lose to the lowly Grizzlies, that game doesn't mean anything. You now have to win the games you're supposed to win, even if it's on the road. And they do. They were ahead the whole game. The Grizzlies take, what was it, an 81-77 lead, like late in the third quarter. The Heat come right back. They go back ahead by 10. Things got a little dicey late. The Heat managed to hang on. But Bam at a bio, 30 points, 11 rebounds, 14 of 16 from the free throw line. This is a different player than we've seen. It is. I feel like we've said that a few times at the start of seasons, but if you're paying attention, like, I mean, it may sound like a broken record, but this is a different player than we've seen in past years. He looks amazing, and this, this is, like, he's the captain of the team now. I don't know if that makes a difference, but this version of Bam Adebayo, that's what we're talking about. A dominant player in the middle on both ends of the floor. So I'm fucking talking about. So you get that big performance from Bam last night. You get Jimmy Butler just able to do his thing. Kyle Lowry, look, it's about time. Three years, get a nice performance from you. I kid, I kid. Kyle Lowry was very good last night. He was an assist away from a triple-double. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, had 4 threes. He was really good last night. I mean, I could continue ranting and raving about Duncan Robinson. He's been terrific. I, I don't understand what's going on with Josh Richardson. Like I said yesterday, I, he's borderline unplayable. And now with Tyler Hero out, you got to get something from Richardson. Richardson was a minus 19 last night. 1 for 9. 0 for 5 from 3. He has been terrible. Like, I, I don't... I don't get it. Richardson so far, look, it's only five games. He's shooting 30%. And he's shooting 19% from three. I think he's made one three so far this year in those in those five games. The big story, of course, is Tyler Hero getting hurt. Didn't sound good. Hero said he heard some crunching and some crackling, and he hopped right to the locker room. That X-rays were negative, so that's that's huge, obviously. We're talking about crunching and crackling, but he's getting X, uh, uh, MRI today. He even said it's probably going to be a few weeks. They're going to be fine without him, but a guy who's been averaging 25 points per game, it is a major loss right now. Luckily, they've gotten back to the place where they're 4-4 four and four, as opposed to him getting hurt, and they're 1-4. and four. So they're 4-4, four and four, they've won three in a row, they get their first road win of the season. And by the way, Jaime Jaquez Jr., he hits the three in the corner to ice the game. It was 105-102. The Grizzlies, like, they had one final opportunity. Hawkes hits the three. Robinson swing pass over to him in the corner. And that's what I'm talking about before the season where these regular season minutes for guys like Hawkes, you know, players like Highsmith, even uh, uh, be, it, be it Drew Smith, Jovich, who's not playing right now. These guys, it's where I felt they could take a step backwards in the regular season to take a step forward in the postseason because you have to have guys who are going to take the spot 
of Vincent and Struess in the playoffs. Guys who are able to contribute in the playoffs. And that's why some of these minutes for guys like Jaquez in the regular season are huge. And Jaquez hits a big three last night. It was his best game as a pro so far. He was really good yesterday. I mean, the one play where he strips the ball, he immediately takes off. Lowry finds him with the bounce pass. Up and under, layup, timeout. Grizzlies, you don't know what to do. You got to talk it over. I mean, Jaquez, the way that he's performing now these last couple games, you're going to wind up seeing when we get to later in the season, this is a kid who is ready to contribute in the postseason. So you'll that was two things for the best part last night. Jaquez, the way that he's contributing, and bam. I mean, that's your dog. Bam Adebayo was your boy last night. And obviously, the neg- the huge negative is Tyler Hero going down. I don't, unless we find out it's going to be more than a few weeks, I don't think it's a big deal. But, man, there were some things to, to feel really good about with the Heat last night, specifically Bam and Jaquez. So, the Heat get the win. They improved to 4-4. Four and four, and, and now we start over. Now, uh, you know, back to 500. And now we could forget about losing four out of five to start the year. Next up, the team is at Atlanta on Saturday. They're off to a good start this year. The Panthers next up, they have the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, a little rematch from when we swept that ass. This Friday, Ammer and Bank Arena, Panthers hosting their rival Carolina Hurricanes. Great night last night. Double dip. That's what everybody's talking about. All right, before we get to Jamie Eisenberg, get set with all of our fantasy football stuff, I want to make sure that you're set if you're thinking about getting a new car. And of course, if you are considering getting a new ride, I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. We're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, where North Fort Lauderdale Subaru provides their customers an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. If you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or you want to have your vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And they service all makes and models, not just Subaru. And when price is less than many of those small shops, you're going to service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. We're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You're going to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, All new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know you're covered. That's right. Right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, NFLSubaru.com. Again, NFLSubaru.com for more details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All right, all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. We got Thursday night football tonight, week 10. I'll be on the couch in the Zazlo Mansion family room. I got myself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. If you run out, you get to your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert, Jamie Eisenberg, he joins us every Thursday to help us get our lineup set. We're, we're headed toward uh, the home stretch here, Jamie. Week 10, most fantasy football leagues, probably maybe like five, max six more games. So now we're really getting down to it, yeah? Yeah, it's getting close. You know, as um, as the you know we passed the midway point of the NFL season, but, you know, hopefully still enough time for, for some teams that are, you know, hovering around 500 or maybe a game or two below. Trade deadline is approaching a lot of leagues as well, so you can still make a strong push to get in the playoffs. And you see a lot of parity in, in fantasy leagues, just like in the NFL. So hopefully there's still a lot of people alive and, and kicking. Let me first ask you about the – let's just get your general thoughts. A, a guy who's been around the league for a long time, your thoughts on the Dolphins last week in Germany. Do you do – you, are you on the side of, hey, you know, they're, they're not a big-time team until they beat another big-time team? Or, or can you look at some of the positives and you still feel they're headed in the right direction? I still think they're heading in the right direction. I mean, you know, it's frustrating that they that, that they're struggling with you know some of the better teams in the NFL. And you know, again, it's been in non-home situations, so you take that into account that they played at Buffalo, at Philadelphia, in a neutral site against the Chiefs. And so, you know, you like to see what they would look like in their own building for once against one of these opponents. But I mean, 
the, the Jets beat the Bills. The Bills are struggling. You know, we, we've seen some of these teams, you know, the, the, the Broncos beat the Chiefs, you know. So uh, the old cliche, any given Sunday, they could, you know, still surprise the team in the playoffs. But, you know, just the, some of the struggles are, are, are a little evident right now. And the schedule does not lighten up the rest of the way from Miami. So they still got a big, you know, test to show that they can, you know, hang with some of these big boys. But I still think as they continue to get healthy, Jalen Ramsey back, offensive line getting healthy with Armstead back, they're going to be a, a significant contributor once once Devon Achan's back as well. Are the Ravens the best team in the AFC right now? I think you got to look at it that way, you know, and, and we haven't really seen the best of them yet. You know, this passing game that we were promised hasn't really been there consistently, but they added maybe another threat in Keaton Mitchell, you know, hitting some home runs in the backfield because that's kind of been missing. You know, Gus Edwards is, is a good running back, but I don't know if he has that extra gear like Mitchell showed us. Uh, they're still trying to figure out the receiving core. Maybe Beckham getting healthier is, is a big part of that as well. But defensively, they're so sound. Lamar Jackson's having a MVP caliber season, and they're going to be a tough opponent the rest of the way. All right, what do we do about some of these quarterbacks? And uh, what, what I mean is, let, let's start with Will Levis in Tennessee. What does he do in general moving forward for the Tennessee offense? Well, it gives them, you know, a hope for the future. You know, I think really it's more about discovery, seeing what they're going to look like for 2024 and beyond. But I like what I've seen. You know, he's got a quick release, not afraid to stand there in a the pass rush, throwing the ball down the field. He's playing me on a miserable offensive line and limited weapons without DeAndre Hopkins. You know, aside from John DeAndre Hopkins, it's, it's a terrible pass catching group. So, you know, this is a big test um, in terms of can he take advantage of a struggling opponent? The Bucs have been awful the last two weeks. Fantasy wise, they've given up 80 fantasy points the last two games to Josh Allen and to uh, and CJ Stroud. So hopefully Levis goes in there and has a big performance. And then you could say, OK, maybe he's a starter for a couple of weeks moving forward. And for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, if he's going to make his first start this weekend, what does that mean for the Cardinals offense and fantasy players? Well, I mean, you talk about a, a soft landing spot, home game against Atlanta. Well, Will Levis's debut, he had four touchdowns against his Falcons defense. Josh Dobbs comes off the street not knowing the playbook. I should say off the street, but joins the team via trade not knowing the playbook. He's working on his snap counts on the sidelines so that the offensive lineman knows his cadence. And he goes for a huge game over 20, 27 fantasy points against the Falcons. So Marquise Brown's getting a boost. Trey McBride's getting a boost. They're getting James Conner back presumably as well. So I kind of think Murray's a sneaky play this week and hopefully, again, looks like himself. You know, they've been they've been very cautious in making sure he's ready to go. So I, I'm hoping that he's 100%. How cool was that, by the way, Josh Dobbs' performance at the Vikings last week? That shit was awesome. He's one of the better stories of the league this year. You know, yep. to keep Arizona competitive the way that he's, you know, did prior to getting traded. Um, even going back to last year, you know, when the Titans had to sign him off the street, when they were dealing with quarterback issues after Tannehill got hurt and Malik Willis went down or was struggling. So I'm rooting for the kid, you know, and in, in Minnesota had Kirk Cousins stayed healthy. I think they would have given the Lions a run and they would have been a playoff contender. And now Dobbs, I think, gives them a chance to be a playoff contender. Really the best thing is, it's like I think Justin Jefferson looked at it and said, I kind of want to play again. And now he's going to come back. So we might get him next week. Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I want to make sure that you got the best homeowner's insurance out there. And that's why I direct you to Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And I keep going back, I keep going back, I keep renewing because I know I have the most comprehensive coverage out there and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate there is. You know, some of you guys, you're listening now on the west coast of Florida, God forbid you got some damage to your home because of the storm yesterday. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, or you go to bruntinsurance.com. And yes, anywhere in Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have locations all throughout the state. So you could be calling from Pensacola or all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, his fully licensed staff, they have the expertise, they have the experience, they know what area you're calling from. So they're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need, what kind of policies you have to make sure you have. Hey, that also includes trailers and motorhomes. Let the team at Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options so you're making an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. And you don't even have to own your home. Renters insurance, condo insurance, all the options out there. It could make your head spin. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. When you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. Bruntinsurance.com, the only 
insurance agency that I'm going to send you to. All right, tonight we got Carolina and Chicago. What do we got there, Jamie? We got two miserable teams, yep. but I think, you know, for the Bears, you know, we were hoping to get Justin Fields back. That's not going to be the case. So clearly Tyson Bajan's got two jobs. Get DJ Moore going in a revenge game. He spent his entire career with the Panthers, so you want to see him step up and have a big performance. I think he will. And keep Cole Komet afloat. Um, Komet's been great the last two weeks, so uh, starting caliber, top 10 tight end. Uh, you got another revenge game at play here with Deontay Foreman spent 2022 with the Panthers. He's going to get another start because Khalil Herbert's not coming back this week. And then on the other side, really, it's just, you know, hopefully Bryce Young doesn't vomit all over himself like we saw last week with two pick sixes, three interceptions. He's been bad. Uh, but Adam Thielen, thankfully, has been really good. Really, that's the only guy from the Panthers that I like. You can't trust the running backs even in a good matchup because between Chuba Hubbard and, and Miles Sanders, they're going to sort of take away from each other too much. All right, so let's let's go with quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, we, we know the must starts at each of those positions, but who are some of the guys you look at? And you know, these these are these are good plays this weekend. Well, quarterback is 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 a strange place to be right now because you don't have Tua, you don't have Mahomes, and you don't have uh, Jalen Hurts this week because of the bye. So, you know, C.J. Stroud coming off a huge game is a top five quarterback for this week. And you have guys in play like Sam Howell's got a good matchup against Seattle. Geno Smith might actually finally play a good game this week against Washington, that same matchup. Um, I, I, I think this is a good week for Russell Wilson taking on the Bills. They're struggling. So you can look at him. Kyler coming back. Um, you know, so quarterback's a, a, an interesting place to be. Hopefully you found somebody. Baker Mayfield, great matchup against the Titans. Again, likewise, Will Levis against Tampa Bay. Running back is, um, you know, not as bad as you might think, given the fact that you have those teams on a bye. But Deontay Foreman tonight, I think, is definitely in play. I think it's actually a good week for Najee Harris. I haven't said that very much this year, but Packers' run defense has been suspect, and this is a favorable game script for him. So I like the setup there. Same thing for Javante Williams taking on Buffalo. They've been bad since Matt Milano went down. So I like the setup there. And then receiver, you can kind of find a lot of, you know, uh, good plays. Not a lot of plays off the waiver wire, but Demario Douglas has been making some, you know, has some some uh, good back-to-back -back performances. I like the setup for him. Obviously, Tank Dell coming off the huge game that he had for the Texans, so I think he keeps it going against the Bengals. That could be a fun game between Houston and Cincinnati, so like the setup there. You're going to ask me about the injuries. I'll just stay with that game. Um, the Bengals got their top two wide receivers banged up right now. Jamar Chase with a back problem and T. Higgins with a hamstring problem. I think Higgins is the more concerning one, but if both guys happen to miss the game, make sure Tyler Boyd is not on the waiver wire because he would be a must-start receiver against that Texan secondary. And who else are we keeping an eye on as far as injuries the next couple of days? Uh, you mentioned Kyler. You know, want to make sure he's out there. Also, James Conner. And then uh, Drake London's a big one, too, because I want to see what he looks like with Taylor Heineke. You know, they made a quarterback change in Atlanta last week, but London didn't play. I think London's a must-start guy if uh, if Heineke's – because Heineke's starting again against that uh, Arizona defense. And who have been some of the the way, the, the big way of a wire pickups this week, Jamie? It hasn't been pretty. You know, uh, our host of, of our podcast, Adam Azer, said as Thanksgiving's getting closer, if we were ranking this week's waiver wire as sides – this would be Brussels sprouts. So it wasn't exactly a great <laughs> week for uh, for picking up guys off the waiver wire. That being said, you know, there are some guys that you want to stash. Clearly, Keaton Mitchell was the prize, you know, just based on what he did for the Ravens. Uh, Demario Douglas still for the uh, for the Patriots. Zach Charbonnet has been actually playing more than Ken Walker lately. So he should definitely be rostered. And then it was a lot of, you know, picking up some defenses. You got some good options this week. The Raiders get the Jets. So that's a good one based on how Zach Wilson has performed in the offensive line. Um, you got the Bears tonight, you know, Bryce Young with the pick sixes. You know, that's something you can look at. Seattle taking on Sam Howell. I know he's gotten better in avoiding sacks, but he's still on a record pace prior to the last two games to set the sack record. So there were some DSTs you could pick up that could help you. Jamie, excellent job as always. Tell everybody how they can hear you leading up to tonight's game and then this weekend. CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports uh, Network. You can check us out, our Fantasy Football Today podcast. We can find our YouTube page as well. And then obviously CBSSports.com for all of your best fantasy football content. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. We'll talk to you next week, man. You got it, man. Take care. Enjoy that Dolphins bye week. Yeah. <laughs> week 10 tonight. Terrible game. He's right. Carolina, Chicago. Brutal. May, may have to put a little wager on it. Right now, the Bears are giving three at home. I think I like the Bears. I mean, Bryce Young, short week on the road, one win. Not that the Bears are some first prize. I think the Bears could be the play tonight. All right. I'll tell you what else is the play. Sheets and giggles. Sheets and giggles, the only place the Zaslow family shops for their bed sheets. Go to sheetsgiggles.com and you're going to see the annual fall sale is in full swing. That's right, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He's helping us all get the best sleep of our life with his eucalyptus sheets that are the most breathable, softest, coolable sheets you've ever slept on in your life. 
I got the blankets. I got the comforter. I got the pillowcases. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Sheetsgiggles.com. And if you use promo code Zazlo, you get 20% off your first order. Yeah, 20% off your first order. All you got to do is use promo code Zazlo when you go to SheetsGiggles.com and you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. Coolest, softest, most breathable sheets and never turning back. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlo. Again, SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. It's Thursday. Let's get to another edition of Zazlo Show 2.0 Mailbag. That's right. We got some good participation this week. Excellent job by you guys. All right. So let's do some mailbag here, and then we'll get Romberg on the show. We'll talk some Canes FSU with him. Here we go. We're taking questions from Twitter, from Instagram, from Facebook. First question. Oh, my man, John Michaels. All right. Huge Hurricanes fan. He hosts mornings on Atlanta 680, the fam. We like John Michaels, and he he tweets. Here's his question. Tyler Van Dyke, Kyle Wright, Kirby Freeman, Robert Marv. Oh, no. All walk in a bar. They have to throw an accurate pass to leave. Who walks out? Oh, boy. All right. Well, first up, you got to cross Kirby Freeman off the list. Oh, my God. I would next cross Kyle Wright off the list. So it's coming down to TVD or Robert Marv. And you know what? You were never able to trust Robert Marv. He was a big disappointment. I'll go Tyler Van Dyke, despite recent evidence. Because, man, the first part of the season, he was so awesome. So, you know what, John Michaels? I'm going to go Tyler Van Dyke. He winds up, now you can't leave. He winds up leaving. He throws an accurate pass. Jerry is asking Zaslow. How many early shot clock top of the key violations will Jay Rich brick this season? Uh, man, he is off to such a rough start. I, I, don't, I mean, you're talking about, you know, his basketball IQ, which I know we've talked about in the past. I, I don't know that Jay Rich is playable right now. I really don't. JT asks, in lieu of Veterans Day, top five war movies of all time. Wow. Well, I don't... I don't know that this is going to be in in any particular order, but Saving Private Ryan, obvious amazing movie, Apocalypse Now. I'm not as huge an Apocalypse Now guy as everybody else is, but it's obviously a great movie. So Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, Full Metal Jacket, probably my favorite war movie. Can I also go in Glorious Bastards? I think that counts for war movie. Yeah, and Glorious Bastards and Deer Hunter. Yeah, so those are my five. Apocalypse Now, Saving Private Ryan, Full Metal Jacket, and Glorious Bastards, Deer Hunter. There it is. That's the list. Nix Hex asks, what will be the Dolphins' final record this season and what seed will they be in the AFC East? I think the Dolphins are going to be 12-5. and five. I think they will be second in the AFC. And that's because they already lost the tiebreak to the Chiefs. They're playing the Ravens coming up. So potentially they could actually wind up finishing third. I'm not very confident about that Ravens game. But I'll give the Dolphins benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go 12-5 second in the AFC. Jay Fish asks, if the Sixers offer Embiid for Bam straight up, are you making that trade? No. No, I'm not. Uh, and I know from from a pure basketball sense, I'm being stupid. But I already told you, I'm way too emotional when it comes to trades. I get way too attached to these players, and I don't want to win like that. I want to win with Jimmy and Bam. I don't want to win by giving up Bam. I want to win with Bam. So no, I would not do that trade. And I don't think, honestly, I, I think the Heat are feel pretty much the same way I do. I don't think they would want to make that trade either. So I'm going, no, I would not do that. Next question is from Rodrigo. He asks, big game or not a big game? Well, listen, you got to give me the ba- the, the game. So I, I'm not sure, but I'll go big game. All right, my man Evan is asking, can Jay Rich turn around his poor performances going forward? Well, I, I, I got to go yes, because like last night he was one for nine. He's, he's going to... He's going to continue to shoot 30% on the season and 19% from three. So I got to go yes, but right now he does not look like an NBA player. 
All right, my man Jonathan Tamara, good to hear from you. He asked, given the near-complete regression of Tyler Van Dyke, why do the Canes not give one of the younger guys more playing time? TVD is simply not getting it done, and it's turning touchdowns into interceptions. Well, look, we'll ask Romberg about it for sure, but, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke looks like a kid who has no confidence right now, and he looks like a kid who the offense has no confidence in. They were hiding him last week. They're, they're not even allowing him to do anything. We'll ask Romberg about it, but also Cristobal may be going to the freshman because he he wouldn't tell anyone. You know, we keep those decisions in house, but I mean, Cristobal may be thinking the same thing as you, John. They they may be going to him. Uh, next question, uh, final question here is from John. He actually sent this question a couple days ago. It says, going to the Panther game on Friday night. Have never been to a Panther game at Ammer and Bank Arena. Do I need a sweater? What is the temperature? When you go to games up north, you already have a sweater. So, you know, from outside, so you're still wearing it. All right. John, excellent question. Here's what I would tell you. If you're sitting in the lower level, yes, you probably want to wear a sweater. If anything, you definitely want to wear long pants. If you're sitting cl- the closer to the ice you are, you want to wear a sweater. Like, usually when I'm in the lower level, I'm kind of cold. My son and I, for the preseason game, which obviously there were not a lot of people there, we sat on the glass. I was freezing. Major mistake on my part. If you're upper level, no. You don't need to dress warm. But if you're in the the lower level, yeah, I think you do. Oh, and finally, one more here. This question is from Michael. Zazlo, is Marvel doing something wrong with their movies? Why aren't they doing more movies with major characters like the X-Men? Well, I'll tell you, the Marvels comes out on Friday. My son and I are going tomorrow. We're going to see the Marvels. And apparently, the rumor is, the hot tip, is that the X-Men are going to make their debut in the Marvels. So the X-Men are coming, it would appear. They may be in some fashion debuting in the Marvels tomorrow. I'm very excited about the X-Men joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that right there is another edition, a Thursday edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. Mailbag. Excellent job. Excellent participation by everybody there. I appreciate that. You guys did a really good job. So hopefully we continue to get that type of participation moving forward. And we can continue to do the mailbag every Thursday. All right. Great job, guys. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You know what I'm talking about. That's how we're going to enjoy a little bit of football tonight, a little bit of football this weekend. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. And joining us is our pal, my former co-host, Remington Award winner, University of Miami Sports Hall of Famer. Former NFL pro. I mean, the the resume is very, very long. Brett Romberg joining us here a couple of days ahead of UM and FSU. How are you this morning, Brett? Hello. Man, I'm siempre tranquilo, just like you, bro. Just like you. Yes, there you go. Are you you doing okay? Like, are you you enjoying this Kane season right now? I mean, it's been a little bit of rough lately. You doing all right? Oof. Well, I, I just got to keep going back to what I said originally before the season even started when, you know, from from his lips to God's ears, Mario was saying we're 18 months away. And and although we did get really excited, you know, the beginning of the season, although we weren't paying, uh, playing against uh, monsters, obviously, but um, beginning of the season looked a lot more promising than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it it kind of gave false hope, much like a lot of years do down here for Canes fans. And we're all crazy. Uh, we We all drink the Kool-Aid every single year. You know, uh, but but I'm I'm going back to that the 18 months away. So if I if I look at the way that we're performing now, the scary thing is to me uh, is, is we're not on a good trajectory. If you know what I mean, it's like we should be getting better and better and better as the season's going on. But it seems like we're a lot more inconsistent. It seems like we're having some issues in positions that. We shouldn't be having issues in, you know, i.e. the QB situation. Um, Oh, yeah. So let's let's talk about that for a second. Like at the beginning of the year, Tyler Van Dyke was looking like a a quarterback who's going to be selected in the first round of the NFL draft. What the hell is like? I know he I know he got hurt and then he came back. uh, But but this is this is not the same guy that we saw. What's going on there? 
Well, this is going to be, you know, a testament to what his NFL career might be like if there will be one, to be perfectly honest with you. And the, and the fall from grace from being a Heisman candidate, having like a tremendous half of a season as a, as a freshman and then coming in and, and you know, being the world beater that, that everybody projected him to be. It's been a slippery slope for TBD, unfortunately. Um, not not exactly the the world's most uh, social human being, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's he's got a little bit of a, a social anxiety situation, to be honest. Um, friendships amongst teammates, I'm sure they're there, but they're not as strong. And I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day. They, you know, outside looking in, they're they're always constantly asking me what's going on with TVD and trying to compare him to my old roommate and my quarterback Dorsey, which a lot of people had that similar comparison to him in terms of how I wouldn't say antisocial he was, but just how quiet he was. An, he was an operating machine, but quietly. You know, he wasn't arrogant. He didn't. He didn't have a a big stick on campus. He didn't do a lot of the things that you might have a a Baker Mayfield style quarterback doing, especially at that young of an age, being that popular, and. I even look at Dorsey and I'm like, Dorsey wasn't that socially awkward. He was a nerd. Kenny, Kenny might be one of the nerdiest people I've ever came across in my life. Like Matt Ryan, uh, briefcase quarterback, smart Peyton Manning. Obviously he's got a little bit of a uh, comedy to him. He's, he's a lot more funnier uh, now than I'm sure he was back in the day in college. But I just feel like there's like an awkwardness about TVD. And I feel like his world is kind of, Closing in on him, unfortunately, and, and so because and I know of that awkwardness, that. because of that awkwardness, you feel like he's not responding very well to the poor play. Yeah, I just think he's isolating himself, you know, and it's unfortunate because I say this too: it it might be the best offensive line or the best possible offensive line we've had here in a lot of years. Like he's standing behind mountains that are very physically capable of protecting him. They're a lot smarter than that other line was that I'm comparing them to. I think this is like Mark Ricks, one of Mark Ricks years. Uh, I, I don't know if was flowers here and you had Linder, you had a bunch of guys that ended up playing in the league that were really good players that couldn't even protect as well as what we got going on here. Um, we got, we, like I said, we got monsters up front. So, for the fact that you're seeing TVD tiptoe in that pocket a little bit and go down early, almost like a scared style of a quarterback play, it, it just shows that he's not there mentally. It shows that he's he's timid. He's probably not as aggressive as he was at the beginning of the season. Not as confident. He's probably babying that ankle or that pinky finger that, that he's been that he's been hindered with. And I get it. You know, to 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 throw a football, you need you need all four of your fingers for the most part to go ahead and spin that bad boy. And that pinky might be a little get a little bit nagging. But at this point in time, it's like man, throw with the top two. You know what I mean? Spin that bad boy in there. Throw with the top two fingers and not be so timid in that pocket. Do you feel like they should go with the freshman? I mean, I know Mario, he's like, we, we keep these decisions in-house. He's not telling anyone what he's thinking right now. What do you think is going to happen? I think the same thing that happened with Ken Dorsey is going to happen to Tyler Van Dyke, to be honest with you. I think that when Ken Dorsey took the baton in the probably around halftime of the Virginia Tech game, our 2000 season, or was it 99 or 2000? I can't remember what it was. That was the transition period. Like it went from, you know, Kenny Kelly to, to, to Ken Dorsey and never looked back. And unfortunately, um, I, I have a feeling that that might be the situation this weekend. I think that if Tyler doesn't go out there and start handling business and playing well, which he should in, in, in all, all avenues of the game, because this could possibly be his last time against FSU, definitely a dope, um, but it might be his last time at FSU. Uh, whether he transfers or stays, I really don't know. But it, it's like this is the game, man. Like, like if, if there's a time to put on an NFL tape of a scout that is going to be watching you play, that's why I feel like our defensive front is going to be nasty this weekend. Like, if, this is the one that's going to get him drafted. Like, to be perfectly honest with you, this is the the one game that NFL scouts are going to be in the room saying, okay, put on the FSU game. So everybody knows it always usually is. Uh, but this is the game this weekend that everybody needs to step up and get things going, including Tyler. So uh, I think it's going to go either first quarter or first half. And if Tyler ain't there, I think they're going to go with the young buck, to be honest with you. And then that young buck's going to ride it out for the rest of the year, because what else do they have to lose at this point in time? And if not, if Tyler pitter patters and, and kind of putters around and goes throughout the rest of the season, I'd be shocked if he wants to play a bowl game. Like to be perfectly honest with you, I think the fan base, I think the people might be a little fed up 
to be honest with you. And it might be like a move on period and he might start training for the NFL. Let me ask you about something we hear all the time when it comes to a game like this is how important this game is for the recruits. Is that stuff overstated? Like are the recruits, they're in the stands watching FSU in Miami and, you know, their mind can actually be turned one way or the other based on what happens with this game. If you were to ask me this 10 years ago, I'd say, yeah, I, I really would. I, because, you know, I think kids are playing football for a different reason 10 years ago. I think they're playing for something other than winning and losing nowadays. I think they're playing for where they can get the most bag. Uh, where is the most popular social media NIL deal that I can score. And that, that win or lose mentality, I think, has dissipated and, is, and has been compensated by, no pun intended, you know, an NIL deal. So whether they win or lose and having bragging rights coming back to the crib, I, I really don't think that it's that big of a deal anymore. I think it's more along the lines of what's the best situation Who's going to be paying more. Yeah. Like, am I going to get on the field? Am I going to play? Do I have to get in the transfer portal? Am I going to get some money in an NIL deal? Yeah. I think that's the more main focus uh, when it comes to this big rivalry game. It's not, uh, it's not like they're, you know, back in the day when it was, there ain't no money involved, you know, you accept that little paper bag that you might get at the end of the game. If you, if you win, but other than that, that's it. Where does playing at dope Campbell and look, th this is probably a different kind of atmosphere at dope Campbell than we've seen in a really long time because it's a top five rated FSU against the Miami hurricanes. But when, when FSU is on, like where does dope Campbell playing in front of that crowd rank as far as uh, uh atmospheres you think back in my day non-existent but now like now i'm 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 thanking god that this game wasn't an eight o'clock game like i really am because a drunk tallahassee campus come eight o'clock it would be chaos walking into doe campbell uh and and mentally uh as as sensitive as tvd might be looking exterior wise I don't know if this would be a great environment for him to go into at an eight o'clock night game. Uh, I'm glad it's at three. Hell, I wish it would have been at noon to be perfectly honest with you, you know, not get these guys a head start in terms of the excitement, having all day to talk about the hype. So, uh, and, and obviously suck on the bottle a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's a three o'clock game would be happier if it was noon. But when you were playing those Kane teams you were on, this was not an intimidating atmosphere for you. No, not at all. Not at all. I think the one time we went up there, we whooped them up pretty good. I think we doubled them up. One time we scored 40-something on them. Uh, yeah, I've never lost that Doke, to be honest with you. So it was Doke and, and the Swamp, for that matter. They weren't really intimidating, but I remember they were exciting, like really exciting atmospheres, but not so much uh, as intimidating as it probably is this year. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I remember that game that you guys played at the Swamp. I was at that game because it was when I was still in school there at UF, and I I would imagine you would not say the same thing that you just said about Doak at, about the Swamp because that game, I remember, they blocked a punt of yours and, and they it was like second quarter and and the Gators went ahead like, I don't know, it was like, uh, uh, they, they went ahead like 10-7 with a field goal after they blocked the punt. But that you guys ended up smoking them anyway. But in that moment, it was like the loudest stadium I'd ever been in. Well... Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right, especially with that giant brick wall that the sound ricochets off of there at the top there, that giant swamp wall. But I'm, I'm telling you, it was – it was. Uh, they didn't have, I guess you could say, the documentary gangsters at that point in time that, that, that they did a few years after. You know, they didn't have the, the serial killers and they didn't have, <laughs> you know, the drug dealers and the guys getting kicked out of school left uh -huh. and right. Th that, those – those players kind of belong to us at that point in time. Uh -huh. You know, we, we, we kind of had that title. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, fast forward a couple of years, once you had, uh, Tim Tebow, the, the savior, uh, babysitting, you know, all of those corrupted, horrible, bad moral compass gangster individuals that they had over there underneath Meyer, it, uh, it became a different, different atmosphere for sure. There's let's, no doubt. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun with the old UMFSU rivalry. Uh, your favorite moment when you were playing in the rivalry. Honestly, it uh, it'll have to be the screenplay that that everybody keeps showing uh, all the time, where I'm running up the sideline and I'm looking mighty damn felt too and quick. You know, it's it's 
I look like a damn fullback running out there up that sideline, that far sideline. I think I might have farted on Bobby Bowden's hand as I ran by him too, to be honest with you. Um, but no, it was it was got to be that game. I'm, I'm guessing there was that wide right game, uh, the one where Shockey, you know, at the end zone, and I ran up and gave him a big old hug, trying to get up on that film, you know, trying to get my 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 two seconds of fame. But probably to be perfectly honest with you, is the parking lot is me walking back from that game, having to get the ambulance called for me because I just you know heat stroke full out, passed out with my parents drinking people's cooler water, you know, pulling beer labels out of my mouth. Uh, it was, it was stuff like that. I think is more of what I remember as opposed to the actual banging during the game. What do you, what do you make of, you know, you and the other old heads have complained for years about the culture within the university of Miami football team, that it's just not the same you know, certainly you feel or you hope that a guy like Mario Cristobal, who knows the culture and what it's supposed to be about, is going to get it going in the right direction. Are you seeing some of that now in year two? And he's had a couple of recruiting classes. Are you seeing that that change, even though maybe it's not reflected in the overall record yet? Are you starting to see some of that change? Absolutely. Uh, we are in the beginning stages. I want to reiterate that we are in the beginning stages, but I do see trickles of it. Like number 20, William, I've never seen a guy on defense be that aggressive and mean in a Canes uniform in a very, very long time. Cam Kitchens, uh, same situation, like really, really good football player always hustling to the ball, always finding ways to contribute, picking his guys up, talking a little shit once in a while. Uh, but, but yeah, my, my favorite right now on that team, other than even Bain, you know, Bain's, you guys are going to see, oof, Bain is going to make so much damn money. Bain is so good, so young, and he's just got so much room to grow, which is scary. His lower body is so thick. His upper body will catch up to it in a year. And I hope, I swear to God, I hope this kid stays a couple years at the University of Miami. I'm not talking like he's going to transfer. I'm talking that kid is going to be so far gone into the NFL. It's like going to be a Bosa situation. You know, he'll be able to leave. He might not even play a bowl game type of thing. That's what I'm more nervous about with Bain. But we got some G's on uh, on defense. We got some guys that really need to pick it up on offense. But our confidence is what is lacking. And, and again, it's hard to talk shit and talk smack and – be the old Kane mentality when you haven't pissed a drop in so long. So I think Alex Mirball and Mario are keeping these guys really humble, even though they're playing very, very, very well. They're playing really good football right now as a unit, as an offensive line. But I imagine, you know, the, the, the confidence and the, and the badass mentality is within the walls, which I'm okay with right now, but I can't wait to see that badass mentality get without those walls around them. Now there has been a lot of criticism directed at Mario, uh, but but you believe nonetheless, and even though we're not going to get the results we want this this year number two, you you totally believe in everything that he's doing still. Yeah, yeah. This 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 gut job that he had to do and perform here. Like I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but there were six players that lived on campus when Manny Diaz was here. Six. I don't know how you can have friends, camaraderie, a team. Uh, any kind of emergency communication, practice, anything. Like, we, I think there was probably 16, 17 guys in the locker room at all times on couches hanging out together, let alone six people on campus. We had guys that lived in Fort Lauderdale, Homestead. So, it, like, you know, failing drug tests, you know, I, I've said this before. It's, it was an absolute chaotic mayhem of a program, and it totally took a nosedive, totally took a nosedive, courtesy of, of them. And, uh, and and it took a lot more for Mario to come in here and clean things up uh, a lot longer than anticipated because much like what Al Golden inherited as well, there was some stuff that wasn't privy to to the head coach when he signs the contract. And then once they find that out, they, they realize, yo, this is like, we got to pour gasoline on everything right now and just light a match and clean everything and just start from the ground up. And we knew it was going to be tough. We knew it was going to be a few years. So I'm again, I'm reiterating the 18 month factor. And that was before the season started. So I'm looking next year towards the middle of the season is when everything should be clicking on all cylinders. Um, and then, and then hopefully, you know, competing come year two for, for conference titles and, and uh, playoff situations. Excellent. Brett, you said it all. Excellent job. What are you, what are you doing for fun these days? What movies are you watching? What TV shows are you watching these days? God, I want to see that, uh, that new, uh, that new equalizer movie with, uh, with Denzel Washington. I'm kind of okay. dying to see that. 
Okay. I've been I've been a little bit lazy on my on my on my movies, but uh, I got golf today. I'm, I'm heading over to Trump right now to go uh, go play a round of golf for for the kids' school. You know, okay, support support. support. Um, and then I got uh, I got I got camping this weekend, man. I got uh, I got to take the girls camping. So Big Daddy, Big Daddy's oh got his, his pork going cooking. Camping. I got my steaks. Man, you don't do the camp thing, do you? No, man. Why would I sleep outside when I could sleep inside? Brother, when I I got my truck has a generator built in, right? So then I get to plug in some like, you know, AC stuff, fans. We got a 16 foot big screen. Uh, we got uh, uh, the game's going to be streamed, obviously, because I'm not going to be able to, to watch it uh, live. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do the FSU Miami game. Then we're going to do the LSU Florida game. After that, we got live music. We got t- there's like 200 of us going, man. It's, it's, wow. a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's wow. a big deal. All right, man. I mean, don't you know? Don't don't uh, don't don't get yourself into any trouble out there in the woods. I don't know what goes on out there. That ain't for me. No, I I, I go I go in the back corner too, where there's like horses and donkeys in the morning when you wake up. You know, it kind of gets a little bit funky. But uh, I try to stay over in the corner away from everybody, and I do my thing. All right, man. Uh, do you need to promote anything? You need to promote anything you got going on, or you just living the life? I'm just trying to live the dream, you know, keep my uh, keep my head down, you know, keep going forward, I guess, you know, watching Kane's football, trying to trying to put a smile on my face throughout the week. That way I don't get super upset when it comes to the weekend. And then uh, how about the Panthers? Are you watching the Panthers? They're off to a great start. Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that. Whatever happened to uh, to our puttering Marlins, man? How how did that happen? That, well, that I mean, just they, kind of uh, you know, look. Uh, they they were a pretty average team in the regular season. They snuck into the playoffs and and they lost. I mean, uh, that's that's what that's how baseball goes. What do you want me to say? Jesus, Murphy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know. I'm I'm on to the Cats now. I know. I'm I'm ready to Good. move on a little bit from from the football season and just rock some hockey games. To be honest with you. Good. And are are you impressed with Tua? You know what? I we had this conversation a few times and I'm 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 impressed with the South Florida sports landscape. You know, I you kept pumping this into my head the whole time of how important it was when LeBron James came down here and what that did for businesses and and and, and you know the landscape of of the community when it comes to sports and I was fresh out of the game at that point in time so I really didn't notice, you know, the difference. But now that I've been out of sports for a long time, it's a total difference maker, man. You got people wearing Tunga Valoa stuff. You got yeah. people high on the. I, I had friends asking me if I wanted to jump on their jet to go to the damn Germany to go watch the game. Wow. And I'm like, geez, man, it's a, it's like that. So, you know, between the Dolphins doing really, really awesome football, uh, hopefully, you know what? I'm, I'll call it too. I, I, I think the Dolphins, we might see them in the Super Bowl, Zaz. Like, if they keep continuing to do this, what they're doing with this offense, it's, it's almost. Well, I can't say that it's undefendable, but, you know, clearly last weekend it was. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the Miami Dolphins are pretty impressive, like very, very impressive. And how about McDaniel? And Would you have liked playing for him? He's great. I was anti-McDaniel because of, you know, the whole meathead jock thing. Um, but now I realize he gives zero Fs. He really does. He's He, he, he makes fun of himself. Uh, he does the M&M strategy, the Marshall Mathers strategy with, uh, you know, basically putting out there everything that I am corny about myself. That way you can't make fun of me. And even if you decide to, you know, go piss up a rope, I really don't care. Go kick rocks. So uh, I love, I love him. I, the, I love the, the way players that can... definitely love him. Oh my God, man. And, and it's true. It's, it's so true in today's sports. You, you have to be so much more than just a guy putting X's and O's on a board. You have to identify personalities. You have to do traits. You have to just, basically become somebody's best friend and mentor to, for the most part in order to gain trust and create positive learning and create positive atmosphere and team cohesiveness, man. It's it's just a total different landscape nowadays when it comes to sports industry. How soft are these NBA players, man, where they got to rest and the load management? Can you imagine walking into practice like, guys, I can't, I can't, I can't practice today. I'm load managing. I got to rest. And by the way, you're going to remind me how much money they make guaranteed again. Oh, you, you want to just do that they're, to me they're today? The, they're the softest, man. They're so soft. Softer than baby shit, Zaz. Softer they're than so baby soft. shit. But by the way, what, what's up with Hero? I saw I saw he like twisted his ankle. Is he okay? Yeah, uh, they're doing MRI today. It's not good. I mean, it's definitely going to be at least a few weeks. Uh, yeah, that, that was a bad one. But they took x-rays. X-rays were negative, so that's obviously huge. But they'll do MRI today, and and hopefully, hopefully we're good. Hopefully it's just a couple of weeks. 
kind of sucks. Is he still cleaning house in the lady category or what? Is that guy still dating? Like, no, uh, I, I think he's got, he's got the girl. Like, I don't know. Like, is it, isn't he engaged to, you know, to the girl? I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to keep up. It's it's really hard to keep up. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, you, you got enough to worry about you. You're in a house with a bunch of women. All right. You got your own problem. Oh God. I know. Thanks for the reminder again. You, you just love talking about really cool stuff with me. Brett, excellent job, man. Always like catching up with you. Thank you, pal. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your My campaign pleasure. this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a cigar for you, man. I promise. All right, thank you, pal. You got it. Excellent job by Romberg. I love having Romberg on the show. He is the best. I miss that dude. Great job by him. All right. Anyway, hey, if you're looking for your dream home in any part of beautiful South Florida. Look no further than Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker. That's right. If you're thinking about getting a new home, you want to know where to go. You want to know where I can get the best price. You want someone who knows the area. I send you to your trusted real estate broker, Matthew H. Mashler, signature real estate finder. With over a decade of experience, Matthew specialized in luxury homes. He is a certified luxury home marketing specialist. He's your Zillow premier agent, all-star Zillow local expert with Trulia, giving him a five-star rating. So if you're thinking about getting a new home, maybe you're thinking about selling your home. Your trusted real estate broker is Matthew H. Mashler. Hey, if you're ready to take your real estate career to the next level, you could join the Signature team. Signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders. Go to realestatefinder.com and with offices all throughout Florida, Boca, Delray, Parkland, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, Palm Beach, Orlando, the Signature team is where you want to be. So whether you're thinking about buying your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. If you're looking to sell your property, realestatefinder.com. If you're looking to join the best in the business, contact Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334, realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We start out with last night. All right, the Clippers were at the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden, 0-2. We already told you that 0-2 the Clippers are with James Harden. And here is James Harden with a, with a pass to Brooklyn Nets television play-by-play man, Ian Eagle. This rejection by Paul George. Harden, that's coming my way. I got it. Unbelievable. I could see it from the beginning. Ed, you take over, my friend. That might have been my greatest call in NBA history. I knew it from the second it left his hand. Yep. Knew it. I also have tea all over my lap. I get coffee all over my uh... Yeah, James Harden just said, hey, welcome back. Let's get the bucket from Lonnie. I'm going big deal because the Clippers uh, do not look good with James Harden. And I'm also going big deal because excellent job by Ian Eagle making the play there. That's a sensational play-by-play call as well. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You know that's our guy. And every Wednesday he's on first take. Yesterday he told you he had a very rough gambling week. We had a rough weekend betting. Mm. Yeah. Notre Dame. You could tell. Thank you. The Patriots. Mm. How bad was that pick? I go on and the over of games that we never get. Notre Dame was awful against Clemson. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the over, 61 and a half, 27-24. To the man. So we had a brutal weekend. So I have to go. I'm happy I did. I go to Stores, Connecticut. Yeah, you did. On Monday. Monday. For Northern Arizona's first college basketball game of the year. Because Timmy Russo is the third assistant All right. of Northern Arizona. All right. Okay. So they play UConn. Right. Yep. They play UConn. Now, here is the thing. Fat Rob tried to call me. You can't get cell service in that gamble arena. Yeah. So Fat Rob tries to call me because he wants to make a play. <laughs> yeah. Fat Rob used to be a priest. You know that? That's a bad kid. And now he's a spooky. This is real. 
That's a big deal so, because Chris Russo continues to be a major highlight of first take every single week. I'll, he's been my favorite for many, many years. He's a major influence on me, and I love now that everybody else is seeing how great he is. Big deal or not a big deal. So, Major League Baseball super agent Scott Boris was getting crushed yesterday for floating a new idea of a neutral site World Series. This is not a big deal. This is a terrible idea. For, for one, the World Series, you, you want to be able to watch your favorite team if they're in the World Series. So the fact that you'd be taking the game away and putting it wherever else, that idea sucks. But you can't do a neutral site for a potential seven-game series. You can expect people at a neutral site Super Bowl to buy tickets for a game. You can't expect people in a neutral site area buy tickets for seven games. Oh, but Zaslo, teams from, you know, fans from both teams are going to fly in. Not for seven games. You can't do a neutral site World Series. This is not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, Matt Reif. Matt Reif, a a huge up-and-coming comedian. He was on The Tonight Show last night with Jimmy Fallon. And he talks a little bit about his uh, his rise to prominence recently. Your problematic world tour, uh, you announced it, and uh, in 48 hours you sold 600,000 tickets. <laughs> yeah. Insane. I know, I know. What's that feeling? I mean, it feels incredible, man. I went from, I mean, literally July of last year, I was considering quitting comedy and everything. I couldn't sell any tickets at any comedy club. I wasn't getting any kind of break. Uh, and so, so from going from playing clubs for 35 people who got free tickets to... We broke Ticketmaster, which is insane. So, yeah, if Travis Kelsey, if, if it doesn't work out, holler at your boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been unreal, man. My entire life has changed in a matter of, like, 14 months. I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm going big deal. He has gotten very big, very quick. I would like to see him. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's coming down here. But to get to a place where you're just kind of toiling around, uh, you're not getting anywhere, and then you're breaking down Ticketmaster, that is excellent stuff. Uh, that's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us. Thanks to all of our sponsors. I love you guys. If you're interested in getting on the show, you got a business that you think Zaslow Show 2.0 could be a good fit, you could always hit me up, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. You could always slide into my DMs. Maybe it's good for you. Maybe it's good for me. Maybe we could partner together. I don't know. I can't predict the future, but we could certainly talk about it. Thanks to everybody who listened. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.